Um, yeah, we can activate. Um, e, you good? You ready? For, you ready to be on screen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. All right, let's rock and roll. Oh man, I'm used to it now. Let's oh go. man, oh man. Hey, uh, can y'all hear me? Uh, chat. Real life is in the building. Uh, we have the one and only E Solid in the building, man. Y'all see it, man. Nine thousand one hundred and twenty-five days. Uh, straight Angola, straight uh, the bloodiest prison in America. And um, as we were sitting there watching those views go up, uh, there was a lot of people in the comments that had a lot of questions. And uh, we talked to E and we said, hey, man, let's do it like this, man. Let's try to get these questions uh, answered. Let's try to go through there and let's uh, discuss with some of the people, some of the fans who have questions about your experience, have questions about you, have questions about, you know, people around you. Um, yeah, let's go and chop it up. Let's go and talk to them. Um, so let's do it like this. Uh, you know, normally real life we have questions, but we want to make sure we address the fan questions first. And uh, do me a favor. Let's scroll back up and uh, let's just get some of the top ones off, off the rip. Um, and we're gonna shout people out, man. Uh, look at uh, Stir Boxing Podcast. He said, "What's up, bro? Salute." So you're gonna get a lot of salutes throughout this, man. They they can love you. And before we start talking, uh, e, do you do you mind even? Answering these questions, are you, are you ducking any smoke? Man, I ain't ducking no smoke, boy. My name is Solid for real. Cause I don't. I, to be honest with you, I don't think nobody could get on there who been through what I been through and still solid the way I did it as a kid, boy. Like so, so and it, this ain't no bragging and boasting. This just that's just real life. Check my jacket, homie. You know what I'm saying? So everything I state is factual, and I don't hate and shit on nobody. So let's go. I'm so let's do it like this, man. Uh, on Facebook, Herman fails fails. Uh, he asked just a real question, just off the rip. He said, "What is your message to the world?" Is what he wants to know. Man, he asked, "What's my message to the world?" My message to the world is this. First, let me tell you why my message to the world is this. Because at 16 years old, I was wrongfully convicted of murder and armed robbery, sentenced to life without parole plus 30 years. The judge said I had to die, do life, come back and do 30 more, based on the law. That was in effect in 1898 to perpetuate slavery. So my message to the streets is this. I got captivated by the streets due to the fact that uh, two of my big brothers was already in Angola. You know, they was already in the streets, already doing their thing, already had their time holding it down, right? So I was infatuated by that. And so it, it gravitated me and pulled me to the streets, right? Because I thought that that's what was going to make me a man. I thought I had to go to prison to be a man. That's how blinded and ignorant I was. I didn't know that being home, taking care of your family, taking care of your kids, that that's providing and protecting for your family, that that's what being a man was about. I was oblivious to that, right? So my message to the streets basically is this. First of all, start keeping your word again. Let's bring, the, let, let, let's bring that back. Honor, integrity, and dignity, keeping your word. Let's bring that back to the streets and to the community, number one. Second of all, that's how you start building trust because you talking about you don't trust nobody, but can somebody trust you? You see what I'm saying? You can't trust nobody maybe because you're not untrust because you untrustworthy. Number one. Number three, man, to the you, stop thinking you gotta be a street dude. If you didn't go to prison and you black, man, I salute you, homie, because you the intelligent one. Nigga, I've been going 9,125 days. You know how hard it is getting established, reestablished out here. Just learning all this uh, technology and all this shit, chill. But I went to jail when they had beepers and payphones, homie. You feel me? 
So that's my message to the to, to right now. What I'm standing on is bringing honor and integrity and dignity back to the communities. Stirred Boxing Podcast says, do you know Booby Black? No, I don't know. All right. Um, Alicia Allen from Facebook, um, she had a dope question. She said, uh, why does it seem to be all the shitty examples of men that are heavily promoted while the good ones are torn down? And I would, I wish you would have gave some examples, but why do you feel that as far as the shitty examples of men are kind of praised and the good ones are kind of pushed down and torn down? All right, because it's just like right now, being on this podcast, like people try to pit me against, they know I know a few different celebrities and things, so people try to throw crosses and, and pitch you against each other. Why? Because people don't, they don't view or they don't tap in, they don't like, they don't subscribe to positivity. They don't, if, if you, if you, if you giving salutes and respects and praises and you talking good about somebody and you give them their props and their flowers while they're still alive, you ain't going to get that many views. But if you talking shit about somebody, if you talking down on somebody, you talking negativity about somebody, you with that bullshit, oh, you going to blow up overnight. You're going to go viral. So it's not the appetite of the interviewer or the interviewee. It's the appetite of the viewers, man. Because that's what everybody praying for. Because think about it. Ain't nobody trying to go out here and sell no more dope so somebody can rat on them. Ain't nobody trying to go put no gun in their hand. But everybody got bills, dude. So if you can make money off of this shit, chill. By just talking shit, that's what they're gonna do. That's common sense. Uh y'all on the chat, man. Y'all ask some questions. Is there anything about jail that you miss? Fuck no. Kind of retarded that. Not no, no, well, they say no <laughs> question is a dumb question, so I apologize. But I just had like not, I mean, like, think about it. Why? Modern day slave, what would you miss about something like that? The only thing that I do miss. Is my solid comrades, my solid brothers that's in there, that's dying in there, wrongfully and convicted, and we out here with this bullshit, worrying about who was on PC in there, who was this and who was that, worrying about the nonsense, but you got dudes who actually innocent that's dying in there, and you could be the next one, or somebody that you love could be the next one. Yeah, the reason I ask that, because like, say, like you take a dog, right, and he's in a cage, and then all of a sudden you set him free, and he'll run back to his cage. You get what I'm saying? I'm not a dog. I'm a man. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? That's the difference. A dog doesn't have an, in, an intellect. A dog doesn't has a con, have, have a conscience. You see? So that's right. See, see, I was in Angola, but I wasn't of Angola. I didn't. It's like you got it. You got you got the carrot. You got the egg and you got the coffee bean. Right. When you put that carrot in that boiling hot pot of water, what it do? It get weak. It crumble. It fold. It break. Right. Yeah. When you put that egg in that boiling hot water, what it do? It get hard, yeah. right? But when you put that coffee bean in that water, what it do? It change the color of that water. Right. That's what I do. I don't, I, I don't allow my environment to shape me. I shape the environment, man. Somebody in the audience actually asked, um, when it comes to a guilty verdict, do you feel like people who are guilty of a certain crime should go to prison, go to jail, or are you just anti-prison, anti-jail? You feel like that's not a person mm -hmm. for the guilty or nobody? I, I'm biased on that. You want me to? If I'm solid, I got to tell you the truth. I'm biased on that. I do not advocate for nobody going to jail. However, if you want to talk to me as a man, my mama, 83 years old, 
if my mama call the police or somebody trying to break in her house, that nigga there, that's that's what the fuck go have. You going to jail, nigga. Mm. You see what I'm saying? I got common sense. Well, I'm a man. We shouldn't be violating no old women. We shouldn't be violating women. We shouldn't be violating children. You got to have, I believe in consequences and repercussions. Every action brings on a reaction, bro. So we shouldn't be doing certain shit. So don't go doing something and then get mad when somebody who's a civilian call the police on your ass and send you to jail. That's your issue, homie. Just take your lick. Don't go to talking about, oh, well, so-and-so did something last summer and so-and-so did. Go get that crime stopper on that phone and start calling and talking about something that somebody else did. That's real. Um, We got Stride Boxing Podcast once again on YouTube. He said, uh, uh, you spend time in Wade or just Angola? I spent time in Angola, Hunt, and Wade. I got kicked out of Angola. Bill Kane was the warden when I got kicked out. He came up with a policy. He said, if we can't control you in Angola, if we can't break you in Angola, we're going to send you to David Wade. Now, this came up like in the in the late 2000s, in the early, in the early 90s. When I went there, you couldn't go to no other institution with a life without parole sentence. But because they called us honey holes because we was making so much money for them. Yeah, when you go to prison, you're making so much money for these people. So let me break that shit down. Let me break it down for so you can understand what I'm saying. When you go to prison, you making money for people. Your downfall is uplifting somebody else. So let's get that straight. Yeah. So it got so packed in Angola that they couldn't hold all the lifers. So they start saying, okay, well, look, if a life had been, ain't had a write-up in 10 years, he ain't killed nobody, jugged nobody while he was there, we could send him to a satellite. Angola, Louisiana State Penitentiary is the only penitentiary in Louisiana. All the rest of that shit is just satellite little camps that they use in private uh, for profit prisons that they're using to make money off of slave labor. That's all that is, just in a nutshell. So when they sent me to David Wade, it was based on this only rule. Not just me, a whole bunch of solid dudes got sent to David Wade. David Wade is the only uh, facility in Louisiana that has a real protective custody. Like them dudes, that, that's what Marlo Mike was. Mm. When you have a real protective custody, you can't get around them dudes. But however, from the protective custody, then the rest of that camp is just a lockdown camp. That's where they send like your judges that's pedophiles, your, your uh, you know, your politicians that's pedophile. That's where they send them at. So Bill Kane felt like it's disrespectful and and and, 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 and to, to, to a solid stepper, to a real solid man. I'm gonna say if you if I can't break you here, I'm gonna disrespect, I'm gonna send you to this camp here. So he sent me to that camp and asked them, dude, the Titus was up there, Boots and Potter was up there with me. Ask him what's happening. Well, you see Marla, what I'm saying? Marlon Mike was in. PC? Yeah, they they he had not because he wanted to be, okay. not because he, that's that, that's Man. another thing you got to understand. Like, um, because Angola don't have no PC. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? You got what you call weak blocks and weak dormitories. That's that's the closest you gonna get to PC. Mm-hmm. But at David Wade, they got a real PC. So when I went when I went there, boom, went later down, became the president of Toastmasters, was teaching them brothers public speaking, glossophobia, the fear of public, uh, the fear. Of speaking in public is real. It's called glossophobia. So I was breaking those brothers out of that habit of being fearful of representing themselves. So I educated them brothers. Um, real quick, no, uh, shout out the Matrix Good News. He's on Facebook. He said, Where's Charleston White? Uh, I know you're good, you know, Charleston White is y'all are acquaintances. Uh are y'all do y'all affiliate with each other on a regular? Um all right, let me say let me say it like that because I know some people be trying to clown because. They talk so disrespectful about Charleston White on social media, right? Um, I know I don't know Charleston White like y'all know Charleston White. Y'all know Charleston White from social media. I know Charleston White in real life. When I was in Angola serving a life without parole sentence in Louisiana, 
and Charleston White was in Texas. That, I know it's just next door, but I see way over there. That's how I talk. That's way over there. That's somebody. I mean that this dude in a whole nother state. Yeah. And his name is on a Mickey's brief that got me home today. We had to get y'all, the people that was free, to help me come home, bro. And the rappers wasn't doing it. Y'all wasn't the, the, the dude. The dude that talk all that gangster shit. They wasn't supporting. When we were putting rallies on the Capitol. To because Louisiana had life without parole. That's it. We didn't have no parole like California and other states. It was life without parole. So when they did that, when we were trying to get support and get people to go to the U.S. Supreme Court to sign to help me come get free, I don't even know Charles White. That dude did it and he showed up. So how could I not be respectful to a man that helped me come home and be respectful to somebody who ain't did shit for me to get my freedom? But he talking that solid shit. He just lip professing. And Alicia Allen, she kind of on the point said, uh, she said her boys are surrounded. And mind you, she's on Facebook. Shout out Facebook, by the way. She said, my boys are surrounded by strong people all around, but our influence isn't as strong as it should be. Who would you recommend for our boys globally to listen to? Like, who's a voice globally that you feel like people, See, young boys, listen to? Uh, of course, me, because I'm going to tell you the real, number one. I'm going to give you that solid point of view. Subscribe to my channel. Uh, uh, the Real Life Street Stars help me pump it. Solid Point of View TV is coming soon. Um, also, I would tell you take out the humor and the bullshit. Charles the White, of course, because he gonna give you the facts. He gonna give you the science because he's educated. He knows the truth. Now you gotta separate the the comedian though. You gotta, but that comes from having your own. That comes from having what you call wisdom, knowing how to dissect it. You gotta know when because when Denzel is is performing on that screen. And when he was in training day, you couldn't tell that you thought that he was really that crooked cop. That dude just Charleston White is an actor. He's a comedian, bro. But take aside that and go do his do your history on that dude for 10 years in the community. He was really there. And ain't none of them gangsters was there. Ain't none of them so-called street. None of them dudes was doing when dudes had to give him rides to go to the bus station when he ain't had nothing. When he was doing more for the community than his own kids. You know, so let's let's be if we're gonna be real, let's be real, bro. You see what I'm saying? So me. Charleston, when not the character Charles, I'm talking about the real Charleston White. You see what I'm saying? And um, you got a, you got a, quite a few other brothers that's really uh, 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 out here talking banking, banking pound. You know what I'm saying? Brothers like that that's really talking and uh, and trying to deliver a truthful, factual message to the kids that prison ain't nothing to be glorified. You don't have to go to prison to be a man, homie. Staying out here, taking care of your family, providing and protecting them, that's what makes you a man. Edward, the general, says, was Titus stepping in there? All right. I only met Titus at David Wade. First of all, what's, what's the purpose of this question? Does it matter? Like, what, are you supposed to kill somebody? That's what you want? Like, like see, like, I don't, I'm not going to speak on nothing about nobody if it's not educational towards our youth or our community. Because I don't think that I came, overcame a life without parole. Sit. I'm supposed to be dead in prison right now. Two of my brothers died there. So this shit is real. I don't give a fuck about you stepping and all that shit. He was a man and he was no punk. Ain't nobody was taking nothing from him. As far as I see, you see what I'm saying? So so, so that's all I can say about that because I don't, unless you show me a purpose for this question that could actually help the community or help the youth, you know, then that's that's the only way I can answer that question. Yeah, he, he, as far as I seen that he was a man, you know, he, he handled business. He was straight. All right, uh, Stride Boxing Podcast asked, was you in way with Telly Hankton? No, I was in Angola with Telly Hank, okay, man. Shout out Telly Hank, man. Big man, free Telly, man. Yeah, yeah man. free Telly, man. Yeah, straight up. That's real. That's real. Now, a question: um, When it comes to 
those who become institutionalized and get put in a prison system, do you feel like what's more important when you're first there? Let's say your first year or two, brains or brawn? Oh, all right. See, it's different now. Just we in a new millennium and all that. But when I went there in the 90s, it was bronze, but you had to fuck somebody up. Straight up. You couldn't go up there, oh, I'm just going to be educated. I'm just going to mind my bit. No, 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 no. You had to get off that bus. And the best thing to do, the best thing to do, like I was doing, you pick whoever got the most respect, whoever the most feared, that's who you challenge. That's who you challenge. You got to, but now let me tell you, now in New Orleans, I don't know how it is in other places, but in New Orleans, where I'm from, it starts from that streets to from the street, number one. When you get to that parish, you got dudes to know. You, you was handling your business in the streets or you wasn't. So that's going to determine where, you, where your respect level at in that parish. So niggas know how I was coming in the streets. So boom, I was Gucci. And then I was into that mess. So, you know, violence was the thing. So boom, 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 right? So when I got to Angola, now when you get to Angola, like I told y'all earlier in another interview, uh, the nigga net, that's, that's, that traveled faster than the internet. So whatever you did in the streets or in that parish jail, they go already know about it in, in, in Angola or in that prison when you get there, right? So when you get there, your track record go follow you. You see what I'm saying? So when that follows you up there, you, if you cope aesthetic, you cope aesthetic. If you ain't, you ain't, you will have problems. So my thing was, because that's when I started realizing that I was five foot three. I used to think I was a big, dudes was hearing about me. And when I was beating people, yeah. they were like, man, that ain't E, man. man. I heard all the stories I heard about you. I thought you was a big old nigga. Dudes literally said that. But I'm, I swear to God, I ain't know. But when I got there, that's when I realized that, okay, so my method of defense was to bomb first. I ain't about to let nobody get off on me first. That's real. Uh, Fred Stevenson off of Facebook said, uh, were you in a joint with anybody famous? I mean, I'm sorry. Were you in a joint with anybody famous you were cool with? Yeah, Corey Miller. Y'all know him as Seabird. Um, Ryan O that fought Mike Tyson. Um, who else? Shit, even the mother, even, even the white boy, the news reporter from New Orleans. You heard he wind up in that bitch. Oh, <laughs> yeah, the news reporter wind up. So that tell y'all, man, y'all out here with that bullshit, boy. Y'all can wind up. This is a white news reporter from New Orleans that I grew up watching on the news. That boy was right there in the dormitory next to me. You heard? So people, uh, what did he do to get in there? Uh, he they allegedly, I ain't was he did it. Allegedly, they say he dressed up like a uh imposter and killed his wife. Damn. Uh, yeah. Were you, um, see, murder? What was your relationship as far as? Uh, <sighs> you know? Oh man, you did. Um, a lot of people want to know about that, but I just let them check your interview out. The, yeah, the nah, interview, yeah, watch the real life interview. He kind of goes yeah, all the way through there, check man. Check that uh, in. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he drops some real jewels. He drops some real jewels. Stay tuned for that. Yeah. Uh, Maurice Turner on Facebook said, "Do you, do you know Gangster personally?" I'm assuming they thinking talking about Terrence Gangster Williams. Well, Gangster is a legend in our city, so. And I talked to him a few times. We hollered, but I don't know him personally, personally, but we know all the same people. We got love and respect for a lot of the same people. We in the, you know, we was in the same circle, just put it like that. He know of me and I know of him, you know. All right. And um, I love Nikki J, the incomparable I love Nikki J. Uh asked a question on YouTube saying, explain what you mean by challenge someone in jail. What does that mean exactly when you all right? Challenge. What that mean about challenging someone? That means like <clears throat> when you first get to not in 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 correction, so you can know right now it's kind of different. The, the prison system is a little different. But when I went in there, it it wasn't about brains, it was about bronze, like you said. 
So when you get there, you had dudes, they'll, they'll uh, take the phone and hang it upside down, and then they'll go sit and watch TV. And if they see you go there, they'll say, oh, I got the farm on the phone. Like, oh, so shit. now you play this way over here watching TV, but he running the phone, right? Yeah. So if you let somebody play you like that, they ain't go, you gonna have problems throughout your incarceration. You gonna have problems you let somebody play you like that. So what I used to do was, I used to sit back and see who was doing that, and I'll channel, I'll go mess with that phone deliberately so he could tell me something. I'm like, nah, you ain't. So when he go over there, then I see him by the TV, I'll go change the TV. So now he got to come back and say he by the TV, and then that's what is going down, because I know how to, how, to, how to prepare myself. I had two brothers already in Angola, so I knew how to make shanks and weapons and, 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 and defend myself properly. Man, that's real. That's real. Uh, on YouTube, Ohio Menace TV said, uh, at what age or point in life did he realize or did you realize your mindset changed about the streets, friends, family, and people around you? I don't know, but I was a fool on automatic, bro. So uh, even when I got there, it kind of like developed um, initially because like my mom used to have me listen to some tapes of Malcolm X. Me and Malcolm X were born on the same day, May 19th. Very so cool. I gravitated towards him when I first went to prison and started actually reading books. I'm like, hold on, this the man, my, my mom had me listen to tape. So that militancy had developed in me. So when I go in the field, I kick off a buck, I go to that dungeon, like I was a rider for real. You know what I'm saying? So um, I still was, was still liking that bullshit though. You know what I'm saying? Like being honest. So I, I, I think it was maybe, maybe like, Seven, ten years, my first ten years in there, but I was already on that level, but I wasn't consciously on that level. I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, 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 how you say that, mature enough to really just know how to step away from that street life. I still thought I had to gravitate towards that to be a man, and then I, so I, I say about maybe the first five, ten years, that's when I really realized that I don't have to be no street dude to be a man, just be a man. Early twenties, mid twenties. Yes. Uh, with that sixteen, so do, 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 maybe, maybe she, maybe around twenty five, right before thirty, something like that. Because I can catch on fast, you know. There you go, um, Vondo off of YouTube. Shout out Vondo. Uh, he said, "Do you feel like that this generation is lost?" Of course, but when you look at our generation, we was lost too. You know what I'm saying? So the so the thing is not not being lost. The thing is all about being found. It's like I don't like talking about just the problems alone. I also like to talk about the solution. Cause like I'm not gonna never if I if I come to you, I'm not gonna never just come to you with a problem. I'm also come to you with a solution or at least an idea of a solution. So man, I, I man, I, I see these young brothers out here today, man. When I talk to them, you know what I'm saying, bro. I, I salute y'all, bro. I love y'all, man. I would never just just get on new platform and just bash on talk because y'all doing the best y'all can. Raising yourself, most of y'all got just single parents, single mothers. You know what I'm saying? Because dudes my age was in prison, dead, locked up on dope, or you know the story. So y'all doing the best y'all can. So I never just bashed it, but of course they're lost. But it's up to us, people who like you asking that question. It's up to us to to, to unite and try to help them find their path. That's real long. Uh, Stride Boxing Podcast. Uh, he said. Uh, E, you mentioned that dudes used to come through the walls in Angola <laughs> and our young boys. And I apologize because, you know, I use like the Kool-Aid man. Uh, yeah, why you did me that, bro? <laughs> yeah, bro, you did me that, bro. I, 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 I seen all kind of stuff. You know, deep put my favorite this, that, that. But I love you, bro. It's all good. I can handle that. That's the thing about being solid, homie. When you really don't have no doubts about yourself, 
I don't have no doubts about my. I done been through it. I done been through with most of everybody asking me. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. most, so I don't. You know, so I'm cool with it. But okay, it, okay. it was bad. funny. I bro. know that offended anything. But yeah, it, it was kind of funny. But I was kind of mad a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the nigga put a Kool Aid man? Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I laughed a lot. I laughed a lot. But no, they asked, are they are they young boys that that was doing that or these mm -hmm. old heads? No, these these were dudes who. And let me clarify because it's not just old heads or young heads. It was dudes who, some of these dudes was actually innocent, bro. Damn. Some of these dudes did not do the crime that they were sentenced to die in prison for. Them dudes, they told them dudes two life sentences, three life, you go die without parole, man. You see what I'm saying? So when they sent them dudes there and did that to them dudes, some of them dudes lost their hope. Some of them dudes lost their faith. You heard me? Some of them dudes lost their confidence. They lost faith in humanity. And they went all the way wild, but they lost their mind. They lost their mind. So they was coming through the wall. They wanted something like your boy. See, nothing more important than booty. You heard me? That, that, yeah. that was on their mind, bro. Well, is is drop the soap like a real thing? Uh, Don't drop the soap. A real, is that a real thing in prison? Nah, because them dudes, was, it didn't matter if you dropped the soap or not. Them dudes was on you. They was on you. Like, that's just, that's some commercial shit. Like, in Angola, it was raw. It wasn't about no. And if dudes got on your trail, and you try to fist fight them, they call that love licks. So now they go stay on you. If dude mess with you about your manhood, you can't fist fight them behind that. You got to shank them or you got to put them helicopters on. You got to put that lock on that belt loop on locks in the side. You got to try to knock his eye out, his, knock his head off, his jug him something. You got to. So if a man yeah. question your manhood, you got to end that shit. Period. You don't yeah. play about. You end that right then and there. Man, uh, once again, man, y'all see who in the building, man. Uh, East Solomon, y'all send y'all questions, man. We live, uh, those on Facebook, those on YouTube, man. Uh, 9,125 days in Angola. He did the time um, you was given a life sentence, and you actually got into the law books and figured your own way out the system. Do, how many other men do you wish would do the same thing you did as far as, and I say are even capable of doing what you did, as far as saying, let me learn law and let me work myself out of this motherfucker. Well, when I first got there and um, <clears throat> I jumped, you know, jumped in that boxing ring, started boxing. Um, big shout out to Ryan, old man, Clifford E. Tang, his mom, his family, man. Uh, CTE is real. Just want to say that right quick. They talk about it in the NFL, but they don't talk about it in, um, in boxing. Brother, the brother fought Mike Tyson. He suffered from CTE. Um, check out Solid Point of View TV. I got the interview with his mama. It's coming soon. Real life street star will help me pump that. Yes, so, sir. but um, but yeah, man, it's like uh <clears throat> when you in that situation, bro, it's like if you don't have the tenacity or the fortitude, bro, to work your mind, to exercise your mind, you go lose. And so it was like my big brother, he told me, he said, bro, you want to be a penitentiary champ or you want to go home? You know what I'm saying? He came to the gym with all my, I gave him all my legal work and like, here, bro, go, 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 go help me get free. And I'm in the gym. I'm training. So when he come to the gym, dude told my buddy, he said, uh, he said, yeah, but your little brother going to be good, but he getting better and better. You did. So I come out the ring. I see my, all my legal work on the bench. So I'm like, man, why you got that? He said, man, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to tell you something. He said, you my baby brother. I'll ride and die with you, brother. He yeah. said, but see your case? Your case is your life. He said, you mean to tell me you go put somebody else in trust of that? 
These dudes don't care about you. These dudes got life without parole. They ain't some of them do lock a box law. Lock a box law was a disrespectful term for dudes who pretend to know law and don't know shit. You know what I'm saying? So um <clears throat> just say, yeah, yeah, tell your mama to send me a hundred dollars. You heard me? I'll get you out. And dudes, young dudes doing that. Mama, he said he can get me out, send him a hundred dollars. Dude, get the hundred dollars, go get him some chips and cookies, some zoo zoo, wham, man. You bought out of code now. You know what I'm saying? Running all kind of mental gymnastics games on them the dudes. You know what I'm saying? So um, but that said, bro, um, when he told me that, it, it, it woke me up. It made me, it compelled me to go to that law library and get my shit together. That's real. Um, Long Live Jose on YouTube said, what do you think about Crip Mac? You know who that is? I don't. Uh, he's, um, he's, a, he's on No Jumper. He's a Crip tatted all on his face. Yeah, I, I have no thoughts of him due to the fact that um, I don't really know him. I'm not into the, like, I know y'all see me on social media, stuff like that, but. I'm on social media for a purpose, for a cause. I'm not on here for bullshit. So if he on some bullshit, then I don't, I don't know him. If he on some shit trying to, trying to help change the uh, what's going on, because if we stay focused on the bullshit, it's like the that little trick, you know, that they hide the hat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and the the real problem is over here. But he got you focusing on this bullshit over here. He got you focusing on who you say Crip Mac or whatever. If if, if he's not doing nothing to help better the community. Then I don't know. I'm only on social media for a purpose. You know what people, I'm saying? People seem to think every social media influencer know the other one. Um, Marlene Carey on Facebook said, "What do you miss about the '90s?" <laughs> well, I, I'm the type of person that's often to growth and development. I know that what is old is old, and what is new is new. You know what I'm saying? I know I'm about trying to see what's going on tomorrow. Like I, I stay, I stay moving forward. I don't, I don't. You don't, miss, backwards. you don't miss not having um, the internet, like not having so much connectivity. Nah, nah, it's not that. I, I the only thing that I do miss, like I say, you had more solidarity. That's the only thing I miss about the 90s. I miss um being able to um uh uh go wear my ballet shoes and shit, you might but your bow jeans starched up, you know what I'm saying? So them young dudes in, in the pen they told me before I left, they said, E, don't you go out there with no starched jeans, bro. Don't do it. I ain't gonna let you do it, e, bro. Yeah, because I, I, you know, when I went to prison, I had stars, jeans, and ballet. You know, that's what we used to wear. So they were like, "Don't do, don't you do that." But I'm like, "All right, bro." You know what I'm saying? So, but the only thing I really miss, bro, is just the solidarity of the '90s. It was more solid. You know, people was able to 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 keep. They was keeping their word a little bit more than today. Now I'm gonna ask a very ignorant question. Come on with it. Uh, who do you feel rioted better, uh, the LA riots or the George Floyd riots? I don't know. I like both of them. He said, I like, ooh, I like both of them. Ooh, I like the way they all got down. I ain't even about to pit them again. Nah, it's supposed to be united. You know what I'm saying? I like solidarity. I I respect both. Solidarity, they did it. You know what I'm saying? They wasn't talking that shit. They did it. Man, that's real. Uh, uh, Strive Boxing Podcast, he just made a statement. He said, uh, I'm I'm assuming I'm going to say this right, USP Pollock feds on Louisiana, I heard, is worse than Angola. I don't know what USP Pollock feds is is that do you know what that means? That's the fed. That's the fed. Okay, he said um, Louisiana hurt is worse than Angola. All right. Well, um, all, yeah. all, all I can say about that is this. Um the newspaper, the media, because that's what most people go off of anyway. When if somebody with a with a different skin complexion with a suit and tie get up there and they say something, then most the world believes it, right? So that's what those people said about Angola. So I don't know. You You'll have to go there to find out because I ain't trying to go 
to find out I'm alive and free. I'm done with that shit. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't trying to go to find out which one is worse. I don't even see no purpose of, of even wanting to know which one is worse. You know, both, all of it is worse when you taking a man freedom in his life, bro. All of it is worse, you know? Um, so I will never brag and boast about it in that sense, being in prison, you know? That was the dumbest experience of my life, to be honest with you. Man, I, I agree. Um, it's, it's, we'll, we'll talk. But um, yeah. as well, the next question, I want you to be able to uh, promote uh, kind of uh, the shirt you have on. Uh, can you yeah. do some promotion? Can you draw some promotion? Yeah, what you got coming up and yeah. whatnot. Absolutely, man. Um, this y'all is my y'all questions in there while we're waiting. Y'all throw some questions yeah. in there. This is my merch, solid steppers. Um, you got uh the number four on here it represents my four years free, as well as my homie that reached out to me, man. Uh, that saw this end of my last interview. He's been supporting me, Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah give me that, y'all make now. sure y'all, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out Dennis Smith Jr., man. Uh, Big drafted by the Mavericks. Uh, you hold it down a little bit, yeah. Boom, there you go. Is that right here? Yeah. yeah, D Smith Jr., man. Hey, had him on the line early, literally. Huh? Had, him, had, on the phone had early. him on the phone, he was on the plane, but we could if we could get him on here in a minute. If he land, but before we ended, we gonna have him on here. Nah, you heard me, man. Solid stubborn for real, man. And he said, he said something in um, one of his interviews. He said, uh, he said, when J. Cole put him in a song, he felt like that was an accomplishment, you know. He felt like, damn, brother, dude, J. Cole put him in a song. So I told him. I said, man, um, I said, shit, when you reached out to me after seeing my real life street stars, bro, I said, I feel like that was a accomplishment, man. You know, so big shout out to Dennis Smith Jr. He rocking with me. So this is the limited edition of his t-shirt that's on my brand, Solid Stubbers United, baby. So y'all go um, link in my bio on eSolid365 on Instagram, and y'all get y'all merch, man. It's, it's, it's a bunch of things that y'all go like on the slippers and everything. Just stay solid, baby. There you go. And um, outside of the uh, merch, um, what else do you have um, as far as promoting? Um, I know you're trying to get a documentary of your life story, uh, which probably, I, mean, I don't know if it can be televised, but for what you're trying to do as far as your documentary, um, uh, how was that going? I mean, how, I know you're learning, you're learning yeah. the game as you're moving. So this is the issue with that, bro. I've been, people been coming at me like, hey, bro, your story worth millions of dollars. We could do this. We could do that. And I'm like, cool, right? But let's think about this. Um, when I talk to certain companies, because now, thanks to Real Life Street Stars and in in my last interview, I'm talking to more and more companies, right? Major companies. And they talking about big money, right? So you got these other people that talking about, hey, look, I'll do it for you. I'll film it for you. And I'll give you 10, 20, 30,000, 40,000, whatever. But then they're talking about 50%. You know? So it's like, why would I give you 50%? And then give you all this amount of money on the back, like that don't that's not logical to me. I studied law, I was a paralegal, like so just common sense tell me like my mama, the only person that did them 9,125 days with me. That's you know weird. what I'm saying? They didn't do this. So why would you try to rob me? I, I my manager, Danielle, does high-end real estate. And she don't get 50% of the 10, 20, 30 million dollar properties that she sells. So why would I get some my, my this is my blood? So this is not no nine, I mean, this is not no fiction book. This is non-fiction, man. This is my real life. So come at me with respect, bro. If you want to invest in my story, my documentary, let's do it, man. But come respectful. Don't come with the bullshit. We could really make some money. And it's not just about the money. It's about the fact that my story, my documentary, my movie could actually change lives, man, and save lives. Um, also, we got Solid Point of View TV coming up on YouTube. Make sure y'all go subscribe. 
if y'all see y'all y'all might see some bullshit on it right now i didn't know what i was doing i was just testing it. but i got jay hardcore i got real life street star that's helping yes, me about to pump it up we got some interview fire interviews coming so y'all go ahead and subscribe now be first yeah black power merch tv said thank you for your efforts to help the future and do you have a website you just said uh, yes uh the, the web the, the website is um my agent just put it together is 9125days.com that's my website 9125days.com so you can go on there and keep up with me with what i'm uh, with what i'm doing you can go to east solid 365 and keep up with what i'm doing and you can go to uh, subscribe to uh, a solid point of view tv on youtube and keep up with what i'm doing and i appreciate y'all man for even asking that no definitely uh real quick uh stride boxing podcast said uh what were what ward were you from in new orleans I'm originally from Uptown, the third. That's the third wall. That's where my mom originally from. My daddy from uh, the East Coast. And uh, then we moved uh, to Kenner, which is the outskirts of New Orleans, uh, the third wall. Then we moved to uh, my family living in the 17th wall, uh, the seventh wall, pretty much all around New the New Orleans area. There you go. Was third wall the best wall? To me, it is. There you yeah. go. <laughs> That's, all that That's all that matters. That's all yeah, that matters. To me, it is. Man, uh, I just got to say this because, you know, as we're hopefully we're getting on one or, one or two more questions off, um, you know, uh, most people don't know what it is like to do, you know, two months, let alone two years, let alone 20 years in the state penitentiary. And with that being said, get a life sentence and know how to handle the mental of the what that's mentally to break you down. Like mentally, you're supposed to be like, throw away your life. They, they, that's what they call a hard labor. 100 years, hard labor. And the judge look at you. And they forget about you the next second after. For you to make, uh, for you to do what you did and get out, do you ever feel like going to look back at those people, either the prosecutor or the judge? Would you love to see them look at them in the face and say, "Hey, that sentence you gave me, I beat that." Do you? Does it? Does it exist in you to see them eye to eye? I remember. I used to be sitting in front of the TV in the pen. I come from out the field, go shower, bro. You know, tired. And I see the news, breaking news. Um, Angola inmate just got found, just got uh exonerated, found out that he was wrongfully incarcerated. And I just see them dudes, they just ask them, they say, How you feel about the person that wrongfully incarcerated? And they be like, Oh, I forgive him, I forgive him. And I used to be saying, Man, that's a damn fool. What the fuck is you crazy? How the fuck you go? But now, today, all I can say is this. When you actually get free from a life sentence, bro, man, you ain't really got no much that much bitterness in your heart, bro. You just like, I'm outside. you know what I'm saying? Because you done seen so many dudes really die. You yeah. saw them literally take their last breath right before you. I'm, and I've been watching this since I was 16 years old. People just dying in prison. My two brothers dying in prison, so I'm watching this shit, bro. So to come out and just because if I hold anger in my heart and hate those people, they don't give a they don't they ain't worried about they out there living their life, taking care of their family, make their money off of me. So I don't just I don't really think about that. But personally, um, I don't give a fuck about them. It's yeah, real talk. Yeah. I ain't, I ain't you know I'm, I'm gonna be real with you. Like that's some fucked up shit. But they did you know. Last question before we get out of here. Um, I have to ask you this because it's just the mental capacity of it. For someone who um, was in the free world, moving around, had the whole world is their oyster, to 
the next day, whether it's a crime committed and whether free or not free. I mean, I'm sorry, whether um, they actually did it or they're innocent. Um, for them to have the whole world to be at their fingertips to get confined by a five to seven, five by seven cell. What does that do to someone mentally to be confined from having the world on a Monday and then the next day, this is your life in this small little, you know, closet type size situation? That's a great question because I want y'all to know this. When we step out this building, when y'all step out your house tonight in the morning, you can't be wrongfully accused and wrongfully convicted. So know that. Yeah. All right. So keep your head on the swivel, number fit the one. Description. Yeah, you can fit the description, allegedly, all that bullshit. So um to come from society and then to a abnormal environment where the normal is abnormal and the abnormal is normal. Bro, it's, 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 it, it, it plays deeply on your psyche, homie. You got to have fortitude. You got to have tenacity. You just got to have sheer willpower to not break, to not allow that system. It's like the thing that kept me sane was, you know that show, The Walking Dead? Yeah. You know, when you alive, you can see The Walking Dead, right? But when you bit, you turn into one of them. Like you can't, you know, you dead just yeah. like them. So everything looked normal, right? So when I woke up, Every day, and I saw them crazy ass with that bullshit that was in that prison, in that bullshit. I knew I was sane. That's how I kept my sanity. And I feared the day that if I was to wake up and not see the walking dead, then I would have known that I was one of them now. I've been bitten and I turned. You see what I'm saying? So to come from a, a, a society to prison, bro, it's just like <clears throat> having a, 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 it's a culture shock. But now you could be putting your food in the microwave and they could say, count time. You know, now you got to leave your food in the microwave, let it burn or stop it and take it and let it get cold. But you as a grown man, you got to go sit on the bed and let somebody come by and count you and you can't get up and move. Like right now, what y'all doing right now? Say somebody, we doing this podcast right now. They're coming up, count time, merge the count, everybody on their bed. You got to stop what we doing and go sit on the bed. Grown ass men, bro. So that's why when I hear these dudes glorify prison, man, come on, bro. Ain't nothing to be glorified about that. Uh, we got a couple more questions. Brana Foundation asked, um, he, well, he said, ask about sexual slavery in Angola. Is sexual slavery a thing? Like, Oh, of course. That's, that's I mean, that's prison, but I see it out here in the streets. As a matter of fact, to be honest with you, I see it more in the streets than in prison. Oh. This shit, this ding, shit ding, done ding, flip. Ding, 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 ding. God it Shit, man, the flip, man. I see it more out here than I did in prison for twenty five years. But y'all tore up out here. Shit, okay, yeah, tore up out here. Hey, hey. Esala said it's worse out here than in prison. Boy, y'all tore up with that. Yeah, I come out here, boy. Look, (laughs) yeah, they said they wasn't gonna let me out to hell freeze over, bro. And I'm like. Boy, I came out here that had a pandemic, a pandemic, whatever. Yeah, whatever the yeah, fuck. Sexual yeah. slave, I chipped up like, boy, boy, I'm like, hold up, man. I don't want to go back now, but I'm like, hold up. Let me just get out your way, bro. Yeah, shim, they, yeah. them, yeah, hey. Uh, Marlene, off, Marlene Carey on Facebook said, have you visited the Legacy Museum in Montgomery, Alabama? Oh, no, nah, I would love to, though. I would love to. Okay. I would love to. Question from Real Life Rook. Um, what <laughs> what places have you been since you've been out? Oh man! All right, my first flight when I come home went to New Orleans. 
um my my attorney big shout out to louisiana parole project man big shout out to the innocence project of new orleans big shout out to jason flown big shout out to khalil ali i met i got muhammad ali daughter man got to meet her um <clears throat> all these people deal with uh wrongful convictions man all of them support and help people who've been wrongfully incarcerated so um when I first come home, I had to fly from New Orleans to Texas because they said they wasn't going to let me out unless I leave the state. That's why I said I got kicked out. But they said, we'll let you out, but you got to leave the state. I'm like, bitch, I'll go to Alaska. Let me out this motherfucker. You heard me? So that's how I wound up in Texas. Didn't know nobody. Charles and White met him. You know what I'm saying? He, before the internet fame, he introduced me to Joe Blow, um, who introduced me to the trucking business. I got started in the trucking business to help me stay afloat and stuff like that, bro. So um, I got to give credit where it's due. I know a lot of y'all don't like dude and all that, but, you know, it is what it is. But I'll be lying if I told y'all something otherwise, you know, other, other than the truth. So anyway, um, <clears throat> so uh, it was like going through that, that particular cycle, um, getting my feet wet out here in Texas and stuff like that. So uh, then some people in, in, in Atlanta, uh, shout out to Sonya, they booked me for a show because I was rapping. They booked me for a show uh in atlanta man so i went out they flew me out there i went to atlanta did a little performance and then the pandemic hit that shut all that down you know what i'm saying so i've been to atlanta um where else i've been to i think florida uh and that's it so far then you know um well i've been somewhere oh uh, phoenix uh jason flown and them flew me out there for the innocence conference um uh uh thing put me in a hotel in a in the rocky mountains or something right yeah, that, yeah, that was my first man that was my first time seeing a real i'm from new orleans yeah. bro we were in swamp land you heard but yeah, that's my first, first time seeing seeing a real mountain that was my first time seeing a real cactus Nigga, you know i, I, so I, I, remember, I remember the Jason, feeling man. i first seen a real mountain I, yeah. I know the exact feeling uh, i will tell you this um you know if you're just traveling within the states two places you got to go in your life and i don't know how you're gonna get there Nigga, i might pay for your tickets to go there just to see your reaction i might film it uh go to hawaii oh it's it's, it's, it's just a ticket oh alaska oh. um because from you going to jail at 16 to not seeing like a lot of things in the world that should have changed your life um somebody Bruh, said, and it's funny that you said hawaii because before my daddy died before i went to prison he used to say man i got 11 kids my dad had 11 of us same mama same daddy and he used to be saying y'all cost me a hell of a money boy y'all going to jail and i gotta pay lawyers and bail money and all that he said i can just take my money and go to hawaii he said, <laughs> right. you want? He said yeah we can go to hawaii right now I just live but he never did it he could have just left us but he never did so for you to say hawaii but that might be boy yeah, we might listen. now y'all look y'all heard him might, say he gonna I pay might, for my ticket i might pay for the ticket i might pay for the ticket i'm gonna film There's you no fight. I'm, a, I'm a film you i'm gonna send a film crew with yeah, you yeah let's do it yeah God damn it and somebody said tell me say big brother g money Oh man, that's the oh, homie. Okay, okay. Matter of fact, matter of fact, when I went to oh, this is a crazy story. Yeah. When they when they flew me out to, to, to Atlanta to do my, my, my show, right? Big uh, uh big brother G Money, one of the first brothers I met, pulled up on me, man. We collect look, he went and got my and then I, my mama 83 years old. What my mama doing in Atlanta? She up <laughs> out there suck, she's doing something at some convention, right? So I'm like, Mom, what you doing out here? You know, so I said, Well, look. I got a team. We come to get you. Don't worry about nothing. She said, well, I'm home. I called Big Money. I said, man, what, what to do out here? He said, man, E, don't worry about nothing. But the whole time I was out there, um, Big Brother G Money, he went, took my mama back to the airport when no time for her to leave. He brought me to the airport when no time to leave. Man, big shout out to Big Brother G Money, man. Man, big shout out, man. And shout out to Media for bringing it up, man. Yes, he on the YouTube, yes, man. Yes. Uh, 
man uh we're gonna go and uh that was the last question man i definitely thank you uh goddamn uh solid for just coming through and just being a real one again you said something yeah you said something earlier where you said man it's just crazy that there was more solid people in there than when you came out here you've yeah. seen niggas ain't standing on what they saying yeah and that's one thing that we are losing where if you say something if you're about something be about it speak about it do it don't nigga, it's i don't want to come and ask why you ain't about it and that's a, that's exactly what you saw in the penitentiary and um hopefully we could get back to that hopefully we're not lost hopefully uh jesus won't be walking earth saying what the hell's going on you know what i'm saying hopefully For we can get back without yeah. his full help you know walking this earth and uh we'll go from there but with that being said um he uh once again tell them how to get at you tell them how to follow you tell them about each platform that you'll be pushing forward so all we right. can follow you. so let me get this straight now because y'all know all this new to me y'all bear with me all right so my my website is 9125 that's 9125 days 9125 days.com um uh, make sure y'all 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 follow me on there my Instagram is eSolid365 on IG. Um, <clears throat> my Facebook is Eric eSolid Brown. My TikTok is eSolid Official. So I'm trying to blow all that up. My YouTube is Solid Point of View TV. That's Solid Point of View TV. So, man, y'all link up with me, man. Y'all support me. Let's do this, man. Solid Step is United. I love y'all and I appreciate y'all, man. And thank you once again, man. Until the next live Q&A, man. East Solid, man. We got to say you are a real-life street star. We salute you, man. And thank you for answering these fans' questions. You duck no smoke. Duck no smoke, baby. There no we smoke. Go. Let's go, man. Let's get it.